You've almost certainly heard of Slate, one of the most powerful admission CRMs on the market. And you may have heard of HubSpot, a dynamic and robust marketing CRM that is second to none when it comes to marketing and full funnel reporting. But have you heard of HubSlate? HubSlate is a two-way data sync between HubSpot and Slate that ensures consistency of data and information for prospective, current, and former students. Garner the days of list uploads, checking multiple platforms for the most up-to-date information, or having to pull multiple reports in order to get a sense of your entire enrollment funnel. With HubSlate, you'll be able to work smarter, more efficiently, and without all the stress that comes with managing contact records. It's 2023, folks. It's time to let your systems do the work for you. So if you want to learn more about HubSlate or see a demo, visit enrollify.org forward slash hubslate that's enrollify.org forward slash hubslate and you'll instantly qualify for 20 percent off the onboarding fee all right folks check it out if you're on hubspot or on slate and or considering hubspot or slate be sure to check out hubslate My favorite phrase that I use all the time is that social media managers are the digital bodyguards of the institution. All right, Callie, we we are live. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? I am doing well. I am excited for this chat. I'm excited to be announcing this new show that we are collaborating on, that we are going to be hosting on the Enrollify Podcast Network. So first and foremost, thank you. Thank you for you know saying yes to my like cold DM about, hey, Callie, want to come host a show on our podcast network? <laughs> well, thank you for asking because this is something I'm super excited about. So you are no stranger to the social media space. You have, specifically within the context of higher ed, I feel like anytime I'm in a conversation with somebody about social media management, social media strategy, your name comes up. So you've, you know, done a really good job of building your your personal brand in, in this space, but then also just doing a really compelling job in the various contexts that you worked at helping guide institutional social strategy and, and, and management. So I want to hear a little bit about Callie's career to date? Like talk to us a little bit about what you've done, where you've worked, and then we'll get into some of the more fun stuff around why why you're now hosting this podcast. Little known fact is I started out as a preschool teacher for seven years. No way. And got my associates in early childhood, thought that was the direction I wanted to go. I transferred from a technical college after getting my associate's degree to get my bachelor's um, in child and family studies, which is, is essentially social work, but just a little bit different. While I was doing that, I got hired at that school. It's Columbia College in South Carolina, which is a small private women's college and joined the marketing team. And within a few months, we went from a team of eight to a team of two and then to a team of one. Jeez. So I found myself as a student employee managing all of our social media, a lot of our graphic design, all of our photo, video, and some of our website. And so I had to really just 
dive in, learn as much as I could, Hmm. um, jumped into the higher ed group and literally asked 9 trillion questions (laughs) and read everything. Um, because you know, the stereotype is like the interns running the accounts. Well, in my case, I was the intern running the account and I didn't (laughs) want to live that stereotype of doing a bad job. And so, yeah, we had some interesting years there. I finished my bachelor's degree and then got my master's in higher ed administration because I like to collect pieces of paper, apparently. Um, (laughs) About a year and a half ago, I left that school and went to Columbia International University where I joined their marketing team um, and became the digital marketing manager, which was a fancy title for social media strategists. They just didn't want to call it that. So um, (laughs) I built the social strategy there, started growing the accounts. They were literally on life support from just neglect and not, not having any strategy before that. And then I started my PhD in communication with focus on digital and social media. And I'm working on really diving into the impact of social media on the mental health of social media managers. So this podcast is a really good fit with that as we talk about how, um, this world affects us and our work within higher ed. Yeah. Wow. I, I, this is the first time I think I'm learning about uh, the details of, of what you're studying. I knew you were, you were pursuing a PhD in, in uh, marketing communications. I didn't realize that there was this, uh, this focus to it and that your research is really going to focus on the uh, mental health of social media managers in in higher ed specifically that's what a cool thing to study and like you have like this remarkable like pool of people from like the higher ed social and you 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 dropped this and i just want to bring this back up for folks who might not be familiar there's an incredible facebook group called higher ed social that cassandria serrano started and that Callie, I think you're, you're like an admin of now too. And, yes. and there's several other people that have been on Enrollify podcasts that are very active in that community. And every time, like I don't go to it nearly enough, but every time I pop in, it's very clear that people are getting their questions answered. So it seems like a very dynamic, very helpful resource for, for social media managers and then even just like marketers alike. Absolutely. I feel like that group like embodies community over competition mm. uh, because there have been moments where like my school was in crisis and I, as a team of one needed help, like I needed advice, I needed guidance and I didn't have anybody to turn to at my institution. And so I reached out to that group and people from big schools and small schools and international schools and local schools all jumped in. And I think that first week of our like major change, our school went co-ed from a women's college to co-ed and that, um, was a pretty big deal. And uh, that first week after the announcement, I think I got a gift card every single day from someone in that group sending me coffee saying, we're thinking about you. We're watching y'all social. You're doing a great job. Like just know that you're not alone. And Mm. that was so impactful. Um, I'm a huge fan of higher ed social. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, as you're talking, Kelly, I'm I'm just thinking about this role and how, you know, a lot of the times when if you're a social media manager, you're a social media strategist for 
for you know a, a DDC company company or like a startup or maybe like a slightly younger company that can take a lot of risks on social because like they're they're trendy or I think about like you know Wendy's social media gets talked about like all the time right because they're quippy they're really funny they're they're super you know they can be a little bit crass sometimes uh, they're they're witty with with their social content and you know and that's okay like they have a reputation for that but like oftentimes. You know, if you're just man- if you're managing social for for a startup or uh, a, a small to mid- medium sized company, it, it doesn't run the same risk as it does when you're managing it for a higher education institution, which typically has like a really long legacy, right? Like most institutions have been around for a long time. There are a lot of feelings and opinions about the brand, the tone, the voice, and some some of those feelings and those opinions and that and that style is antiquated and like might not work on on social today and yet like the people that have to champion these accounts the people that have to try to convince leadership to take these these risks they're also really putting themselves out there because there's there's a lot of backlash that can come when you take risks especially when you're you know you're you're at an enterprise like an institution that again just has like so much legacy oftentimes so much prestige oftentimes just caution over over sort of risk right at, at all costs so i do imagine that the people behind these tweets the people behind these these insta posts shoulder a lot and it's it's probably like a relatively thankless job yeah all things considered one of the things with managing a brand account there's that fine line of not taking things personally mm. um and as someone who's managed social for um, my alma mater, a new school, and now working with Zemi, like there is, there are so many different levels of like taking it personally. Mm. Um, when I worked for my alma mater, like everything that was said, like I was so defensive, like not outwardly, but inwardly. Like I, <laughs> I would be like, oh my gosh, how dare you say that about us? Like it would hurt my feelings. And I had yeah. to learn like there's, there's putting on like your thick skin and your armor, but then there's also having that compassion and being able to help people and connect people and still be social in a social space. And so that's Mm. a very fine line and a very hard um, skill sometimes to learn if you're not prepared for that level of the job. Yeah. Oh gosh. I, I I really cannot imagine. I am also thinking like when it, when it comes to, you know, social media managers in, in industries that, that have it tough. Right. I, I think about like, like airlines are probably number one. Like when I think about just like anytime, anytime like American airlines is trending on Twitter, it's never a good thing, right? Like it's never a good thing. Never and you just look at like at people just, you know, complain about, I cannot believe it. I've been delayed four hours. You suck. Like, I mean, it, people are really, really terrible with the airlines and maybe after the airlines, maybe it's like, like I think about like, uh, Airbnb, right? And like, like the travel space, which I guess is sort of a derivative of airlines, right? Like, is this idea that just anytime there's anything wrong, this Airbnb sucks, the host is terrible, blah, 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 like Airbnb's entire Instagram, anytime they post a photo that all of their comments are just like, I am still waiting for my refund. Like, I hate you, you guys suck. I'm never staying in an Airbnb again. But then after after like airlines and after Airbnb, it's probably higher ed because and what it is, is it's probably it's like there's such a diverse set of customers like and such a diverse set of constituents that like you've got people that are complaining about a professor you've got people that are complaining about their grades you've got people 
complaining about the the new logo and how they hate it, right? Like and 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 everything in between. So, oh gosh, I I you guys must have just some really like thick skin. I I, I could never do this. I could never do it. I feel like I've I've had to develop thick skin and like I call it my like battle armor sometimes. Like sometimes I have to put it on before I log in and like know that whatever's being said is not necessarily directed at me. Um, but it is a concern that someone has. Yeah. Like I have to remember that there, there's a human, just as there's a human on this side of the screen managing it, there's a human on the other side that has got something going on in their life that is making Mm. them come to social to vent about it. And it may not be the actual issue. It may be something bigger in their life that this is just like the final straw and they have to let it out. Or it's just something that that's just their outlet for, um, they don't like know how else to communicate or the system has failed them. Um, there are plenty of times where financial aid will not answer the phone. And so the only way they can get in touch with the school is by messaging the social accounts or posting because other parts of our campus are not doing their role in communicating. So um, approaching each situation and realizing like it's not an attack on us. It's really just customer service, problem solving. And sometimes, yeah, people get mad about logos and stuff. Yeah. (laughs) People have opinions. I was interviewing some students last year. And this one student was, and we were talking about sort of like the, uh, the application like process, right. And like specifically the, the friction that folks often encounter in, in that process. And this, I was struck by one of these, one of the things that this, this one particular student said where she was trying to ask a question. She had a question about a question on the application. So she had emailed, I guess, the person who the contact info, uh, on the application. So someone from admissions, presumably, uh, they hadn't responded. It had been like 24 hours. She was really trying to finish her application. Right. So then she emailed another person who she thought was from admissions. Um, and apparently that person also didn't respond for another 24 hours. So then she DM'd the Instagram account of like the main, like, you know, brand, uh, account. And she got a response from a social media manager that said, Oh my gosh, so sorry to hear about this. Let me help. And she said, like, within, like, half an hour, that person had gone. They had probably called somebody from an admission and said, look, you got to fix this now. We've got somebody who's trying to apply. She can't submit her application because of this issue, right? That's what helped. And so she said, she was like, you know, like, from now on, like, I'm just going to, anytime I need something, I'm just going to DM, you know, the the university page on Instagram because it worked for me. And I imagine that that, like, can't happen like that. Social media managers don't have time to, to do this for everybody. But she, what was so interesting about this was like, she realized that the quickest path to getting her question answered was actually to go through, to go through social. And anyways, as you're talking, and as I know, oh, I'm meeting people like you who are on the other end of these accounts. I just have a lot of respect for you all because it's a, it's a challenging job. You're, you're, you're doing a lot of triaging, I, I would imagine a lot of the time. Yeah, I have like one very specific story where we had a parent that messaged our Instagram account and was like, my daughter's flight got super delayed. She's flying in from Kansas to South Carolina. Um, I'm sending her alone. She's late for orientation. She's going to get dropped off in a taxi. Like, can you, can somebody help her get to orientation? Because she's not going to know what to do. She's arriving with two suitcases and like, I'm terrified about sending my student to like 
she's already late. Like things are chaos. And I was like, absolutely. Um, here's, here's my number. Tell her to call me when she gets to campus. I will come find her. We'll find her orientation group. And so we did, we connected her and that mom like sent me thanks every time. She also became our most active like participant on social, like period. Like I've never seen so much engagement from that one, like from one person than that parent, like she was fully invested. But then about two months later, um, South Carolina gets hurricanes Mm. and she's from Kansas. And so she's, she messaged me and she's like, I don't know what to do about a hurricane. Like, is my, um, our school mascot was the koalas. So she was like, is my koala safe? Like, is she, is she going to be safe on campus? We do tornadoes. We don't do hurricanes. And I was like, (laughs) well, just think of a hurricane as like a water tornado, (laughs) but it's not at, it's like more widespread, a little bit less, like we're farther inland. So we don't get the full direct hit from the coast. And, um, I was like, campus is safe. Um, campus is high enough. It doesn't flood. All of our facilities are open dorm. Like everything is, we batten down the hatches and we're fine. And, um, got to like help her ride out her first hurricane. And I still think about like this parent and like her daughter just graduated and just all the different interactions. And it wasn't necessarily like a, like a helicopter mom. It was just a, like a, a mom that was desperate for like trying to protect her child. Yeah. Higher ed, is not the best at answering some of that stuff. And social media is not always the best place to be answering parents, but in like those two situations and our school was very small. Um, I mean, yeah. 1100 students total. So wow. um, we could have that very personal touch. Yeah. 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 Geez. You guys, you guys, you social media managers, you wear a lot of hats. You're like part counselor. You're like part, you know, babysitter, part taxi, part like, you know, strategist part, you know, liaison to the president, you know, part you get, you guys are just, you guys do it all. That's it's, it's, it's a lot. The, um, the amount of things <laughs> that I have done that I never thought I would say I would do is very interesting. Like yeah. I, like, I'm sure that is going to come up on this podcast multiple times as a true, like confession of a higher ed social media manager, like the things that you never expect that you're going to have to be asked to do for your job, but get asked to do. I cannot wait. That's the perfect segue into into the show. And talk to us a little bit about what your hopes are for the show, Callie, and like why why you're excited about it, and any any teaser you might be able to give in terms of like topics that you want to cover, or you know things that you wanna you wanna discuss on the show. So my hope for this show is that it's a place where people can listen and relate, um, mm-hmm. and feel seen and heard. And just know that they're not alone. So um, recently I participated and was a facilitator for Josie Alquist's uh, Renew Retreats, which are incredible. Um, She does them in like December, January uh, timeframe. And it's like a three-hour retreat just to kind of reset. And it is one of the most, I mean, it's called renew and it is one of the most renewing things ever. Mm. And as I was sitting there uh, last Friday for that retreat, we had an activity where you submitted anonymously the things that you wanted to leave in 2022 and the comments. And then at the end, like they would show up on the screen, but it was all anonymous and it was so interesting how they were all very similar 
I got really teary eyed at one point, like literally crying because I felt so much of what other people were writing. A lot of the stress and anxiety and just feeling overwhelmed and the, the parts that people don't see with managing social and it being a 24 seven lifestyle in some situations, yeah. um, some, some teams have a, well, some colleges have a team and yeah. people can rotate and have like segments of time, but then there's other people that are soloing it. That was me for like the entire time I've worked in higher ed has just been a, a solo social person. And so It didn't matter if I was on a cruise or in Israel or traveling with family, like my phone was always still attached to me, Hmm. still managing because there was no one else. And so there was never truly a break. And with that comes a lot of stories with that comes a lot of things that I wish I could have said now that I've left uh, both institutions and been able to really reconnect more with my previous supervisor from my first school. Like we're still really good friends um, and working on some like conference material together. I've been able to tell him some of the stuff during that co-ed transition and mm. say like, you know, as you're leading at your new institution, like this is one thing I really hope that you would consider making a priority for your social media person, because that was one of the hardest things about this job. Like social media people are the people on the ground. Yeah. They, they have a pulse. Like you need to listen when they raise the red flags. Cause usually we're not raising red flags unless we're a hundred percent sure something's going to be an issue. And yeah, to, to raise the red, red flag and then get it ignored. And then a day or two later, it's now escalated to, more than a red flag. It's like all, all alerts. Yeah. It's like we could have prevented this. So yeah. yeah, the hope for the show is just a chance for people to be able to share their experiences, to be able to talk through. Um, I think most higher ed podcasts that are out there are teaching or like giving hot takes or giving advice on like what you should do as a social media manager or like teaching, training, but I think I want the goal for this one to be, you can come as you are and let's talk about the real things Hmm. because you're not alone, but sometimes you Hmm. feel very alone in this role because you're bearing, like you're bearing the weight of the brand. Like Hmm. my favorite phrase that I use all the time is that social media managers are the digital bodyguards of the institution. And some institutions are really good at prepping and preparing their social media manager with ammo. Like sometimes I feel like I reach back and be like, okay, I need help. Like this situation's coming up. What can I do to do it? Like, what can I use to fix it? And there I'm reaching back and I'm not getting anything from administration or I'm not getting mm. help. And so I'm left to defend this by myself. And some schools are really good about, when social media managers reach back, like giving them statements or giving them quick action so that they can resolve stuff. That's why I'm pumped for this show is I think it's going to be, it's going to be fun. It's going to be vulnerable. It's going to be real. It's also, it's there. 
these roles are so like nuanced in that they they look really different depending on like institutional context. But I think like what what is what is common among anyone that works in social media and higher ed is this wearing of so many different hats is, is as you mentioned earlier, signing up without even really knowing what you're signing up for to do a lot of different things to, you know, spend one day maybe shooting a reel and then the next day, like working with the president on a, uh, on a university wide crisis. Right. And like being the the facilitator, the communicator to the, to the community about how the institution's responding to the crisis. And so talk about sort of like, you know, diversity of days, like it's more like diversity of hours for, for folks that work in these roles. And so um, every hour is a little bit different. So I, I'm excited I, I, to hear kind of the stories of, that you um, that you share and that folks that come on your show share. I also think what's going to be cool about the show is because these things are so nuanced and because there aren't these like wonderful playbooks for how do you like handle this particular situation when someone dms you and they ask this sort of you know question or they express this initial concern like what do you do there's there isn't there aren't a lot of really great resources out there to explain oh this is exactly how you do that and i think through story through the stories that you share and that your guests share a lot of folks are going to learn okay interesting that's one way of doing it I, I, I could try to do that, you know, next time this comes up or, oh my gosh, wow, that's, I, I handled it a completely different way and it, you know, went to crap. Maybe, maybe I should do, uh, maybe I should try it this way uh, next time. So I think a lot of learning will just happen through, through the storytelling and through, through sort of like the, the, the real talk that I think that you're going to have with folks. So I am, I'm pumped for the show. It's going to be great. Confessions of a higher ed social media manager. Uh, any, any uh, last sort of like, uh, uh, words of wisdom, Callie, or uh, words of encouragement with respect to, to why sh- folks should tune in? Or if someone's listening to this and they think they might be a good fit for the show, how might they know if, they, if they'd if they be a good guest? I mean, if you work in social media, like you're a good guest. <laughs> 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 we really want to have a diverse guest list of people that work at small schools and big schools and like religious schools, international schools, like there's so many different types of institutions that um, we've got community colleges and um, like Ivy leagues. Like there's, there's so much and each one has its own different types of pressures. No two are the same. So everybody's a candidate for being a guest. This is coming at a very interesting time and I love it. So I transitioned out of, uh, working full time as a social media manager at my university and just joined the team at Zemi. And so um, I'm loving that. But with that, I also just started teaching. And so mm. now um, and freelancing social media stuff for that same university. So <laughs> like I wear a ton of hats and I love it. I don't sleep often, but I, <laughs> so I've like currently in this moment, like I'm running a small business, I'm working for Zemi, this great company. And then I'm also like teaching social media courses to college students. And what's really fun about that is like, I get to pull in advice from people that I talk to. Like, yeah, we're, we we essentially took the syllabus and threw it out the window and rewrote the course because it was so outdated. Um, it was not written by someone who's managed social media's living. And so yeah. 
yeah. that's been really cool. So I've like, I've got all these different experiences and different, different perspectives that I'm really excited to bring that and pair that with people from other universities and see um, the conversations that we get to have and what we get to uncover. And I'm so glad you, I was going to bring this up. I'm glad that you, that you did talk about these, these multiple hats that you wear, Kelly, which is one of the reasons I was also super attracted to you being like the host of the show is because you haven't just managed social media for, for universities and, and, and colleges and, and whatnot. You've also done a really good job of building up your, your own small businesses, uh, uh, social media accounts. We've, you know, I've talked with you before about uh, TikTok, and you're like the queen of TikTok and higher ed, as far as I'm concerned. Um, and you've just done such a really great job at like building uh, your your Sparks of Joy brand on on TikTok. We can talk all about that uh, another time. You're not just sort of like behind the scenes managing sort of a brand account. You're also you are also a creator yourself and learning like in real time how the what content the algorithm likes and how things shift and how to manage you know mean terrible comments and like all, all these things right like you have just such this cool perspective uh and it's it's multifaceted it's, it's multi-layered you're also getting your freaking phd in the thing so like i i just i just love um i love how you're going to be able to pull in so much so, so many you know uh, you're going to get to put on different hats throughout this show and say oh well interesting like that reminds me of this situation i just i just encountered with zimi who's trying to build who is building sort of like an alternative to, to traditional social media right a really really cool social media app that's not facebook that's not instagram that you know prospective college students and college students alike are flocking towards right so you've got this like next generation social media app that you're affiliated with you've got you know traditional social uh that you've known how to manage for an institutional brand you've built up a massive TikTok following for your small business so like you've and you're studying the thing and you're teaching the thing so like you you you, you have just ju such a breadth and depth of perspective here that i am just really excited about and i know that everyone that will tune into your show will be excited about too yeah i'm really i'm really excited to be able to take all of these things and kind of put it together. And, um, it does sometimes feel like, um, people often ask me, they're like, you're, you're involved in so much. Like how, like, how are you, how are you functioning? Like, how do you manage all of that stuff? But, um, it all goes together so well and it all builds off of each other, yeah. but it's also all stuff that I'm passionate about. And so mm. when you're passionate about something like, you find the time or you make the time to make it work. And then also just, um, yeah, just figure out how to make it like how the pieces work, but it inevitably does. So. Yeah. I find as somebody who, who also likes dabbling in a lot of different things, I find that sometimes that actually makes you better at doing all the things. Cause like you can take something that you just learned from, you know, a student that you were teaching in your class and you can apply when you're having a strategy meeting at Zimi and you're talking about like, Hey, how should we shift that? Or how should we message this? You can be like, Oh, well, you know, funny enough, I was just having a conversation with a student who's in Zimi's, you know, target demo and here's how they think about this. And that, that context, right is is incredibly helpful could be incredibly helpful in making whatever strategic decisions he needs to make and you know you just because you are in all these different circles and wearing all these different hats i think you can actually be a stronger player even if like you know 
maybe you don't have, maybe you're not working on Zimi 80 hours a week. Hopefully you're not, but the time that you are working on that, right. Um, is, is probably like three X the value. If you were only, you know, as opposed to if you were only working for Zimi, meaning like if you didn't have additional perspective, the hour that you spend in a particular context, right. Um, is just an hour, but because you have all these like different ex experiences and these different, uh, perspectives, that hour is kind of worth three hours because of this like extra knowledge that you have. Right. So I, I think that, uh, what you're doing is fantastic. I see how all these, all this stuff is related. I'm personally just excited to continue to watch you grow and to continue to learn from you. Um, so if folks are tuning in and, and want to, uh, go ahead and subscribe to Callie's show, scroll on down to the show notes. We'll have links to the show. We'll have links to Callie's social media profiles. So you can connect with her on LinkedIn, follow her on Twitter, check out her Instagram, all that fun stuff. Uh, Callie, anywhere else that you'd recommend folks reach out beyond kind of your, your social channels? Um, people can email me if they would like, but yeah, I'm accessible pretty much on every platform, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, Twitter, Zemi, everything. Like everything. Zemi, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, great. Well, we will link all of your profiles below, as well as, again, a link to Callie's new show, Confessions of a Higher Ed Social Media Manager. By the way, if you, uh, this is, you know, the episode where we're introducing the show. So if you could do us a huge favor and click on over to that show and hit subscribe, as soon as that first episode drops, if you could give us a rating and review, that would really help. Enrollify would really help Callie. So really appreciate you all tuning in. And Callie, we are so pumped to have you as a part of the network and just looking forward to learning from you, as I, as I mentioned before, and uh, watching others react, because I think everyone's going to really, really like this show. Thank you. I'm so excited about it and can't wait to launch it. Hey all, Zach here from Enrollify. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Enrollify podcast. If you liked this episode, do us a huge favor and hit that follow and subscribe button below. Furthermore, if you've got just two minutes to spare, we would greatly appreciate you leaving a rating and a review of this show on Apple Podcasts. Our podcast network is growing by the month, and we've got a plethora of marketing, admissions, and higher ed technology shows that are jam-packed with stories, ideas, and frameworks that are all designed to empower you to become a better higher ed professional. But Enrollify is far more than just a podcast network. Enrollify is where higher ed comes to learn new marketing skills, discover new products and services, and find their next job. We're a growing learning community of 4,000 members, and we'd love to welcome you into the fold. You can access our free blog articles, newsletters, e-courses, and more, or purchase our master course on how to market a university with Terry Flannery at enrollify.org. We look forward to meeting you soon and welcoming you into the community. Again, you can subscribe for free at enrollify.org.